My name is Emily Jamison, and I will be your host for The Collaboratory. This listening prayer experience is meant to be largely experimental, in the sense that we will collaborate together, tamper with ideas of life and faith and God, and we will form new hypotheses, adjusting along the way. There are no dead ends in a laboratory, but only new ways forward. I cannot wait to journey together. We are storied people. We are the stories that we tell ourselves. We are the stories that other people tell us. The scriptures say, as a man thinks, so is he. Now don't get hung up on gender. Historically, that idea of man is more like humankind. As a man or woman thinks, so is he or she. It's not what you think about that matters. It's how you think about what you think about that actually shapes you. What's the story you're telling yourself? I was on a call today with a beloved friend who has recently been diagnosed with cancer. She's journeying through a potentially treacherous and very unknown future. Like all of us who don't know what's coming, there is the potential for what-ifs, for doomsday scenarios, for wondering about all the possible outcomes of what this life might hold. And as we were talking today, she spoke about how she's learning to be present with the God who is so present with her. That just mere presence is actually bringing peace. And she's learning that it's not so much about where she's going that matters. It's not so much about what's about to happen that matters. She doesn't need to know what the journey holds. She merely needs to know who she's journeying with. That it makes all the difference that she's not alone. That the God of peace, the God of healing, the God of hope, the God of the impossible, the God of companionship, the God of empathy, the God of compassion, the God who wept when his best friend died, the God who rejoiced when people were healed, this God is the one who journeys with her. And I wonder if for you and I, it's helpful to wonder about the stories that we tell ourselves. What's the narrative that you carry? Are you a victim? Are you a guide? Are you a hero? Are you a rescuer? Who are you in the grand narrative? And who are you journeying with? The most beautiful promise in scripture is the reality that Jesus tells us that we will never, ever, ever be alone. That he will always be with us. There's nothing more calming, nothing more soothing to my soul than knowing that the one who loves me the most and knows me the best, who has my good in mind, is journeying with me through a very treacherous world that promises hardship and trial and difficulty. The promise that I have is that I will encounter difficulty in this world. That's the story that I've rightly been told. And I fear so many people have been told a false narrative, that if you believe in God, he will protect you from everything. If you just do the right things, then life will be easier. The problem is that that is nowhere in scripture. The problem is that is nowhere in our reality. This world is broken. We've been born into a war zone of sorts. There is a good God who is powerful and wonderful and whose victory has yet to be claimed but is sure to be won. And there is an enemy who is hell-bent on distorting the goodness of God, the image of his people, and dividing every relationship possible in his wake. 
and you and I have the opportunity to choose the story we will tell ourselves. Are we victims or are we witnesses? Can we acknowledge that there is difficulty, there is trial, there is disease, there is distortion, there is abuse, there is trauma, and yet there is also, in the same breath, healing and hope and goodness and love and a possibly different outcome if we are to rise up and to know who is true and who is with us, that we actually don't have to fear. I love in the scripture that Jesus comes and he says, I am your peace. Peace is not the absence of conflict, the absence of difficulty. It's not just a mere emotion that rises up in us. Peace is a person, the presence of a very particular person. And his name is Jesus, the God-man, the one who promises that he will always be with us. What is the story that you've told yourself? What is the story that you've been told? May I invite you now to fillet the story that you are living in and just wonder if any pieces of it need to be reoriented, if any of the story that you are carrying needs to be edited to be aligned with the truth of what God says about who you are and about who he is. The whole goal of listening prayer, the whole goal of this experiment, this laboratory that we're stepping into weekly, every Friday to be exact, is that you and I would know more intimately the voice of the living God, that we would know the one that we are journeying with, that in the midst of trial and difficulty and joy and triumph, that we would become more and more acquainted with the God who knows all, sees all, who has everything that we need for life and nearness to him in his very presence. The whole goal is relationship. And the reality is, is our relationships form us. There is social psychology research that says that you are an average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And one doesn't have to go far to test this out. Just think about your best friends, the people you spend the most time with. I would guess that you have some similar mannerisms, that there are hand motions or particular gestures or maybe some language, inside jokes, things that just come up and you're not even sure who started it but you know that it's been contagious in a way. We are formed by the people that we spend time with. If you have a particular friend that's incredibly negative, when you're with them, it's hard to not have that rub off on you. When you're with a friend who's a doomsayer and is constantly wondering the worst case scenario, well, that can be helpful in moments to mitigate against some things. Generally, it's just not. And yet it's hard to not wonder with trepidation about what is ahead. And yet if you are with a friend who has incredible optimism and energy and hope, it's hard not to be uplifted in that moment. Our words, our energy, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And yet our tongue only utters what is in our hearts. And our hearts are shaped by the stories we're told. And so may I invite you to let God be the author of your story, to give him authority in your life to tell you a right and true story. And I'm not talking about pastors and churches, though they may be well-meaning and wonderful. We still even need to sift what our leaders and teachers are saying to measure it against the full narrative of the scriptures 
to really test it against the character of God as he identifies himself. Over the course of this first season, we've looked at this question, what is listening prayer? Who is this God? How do we think about scripture? These foundations for listening. My prayer, my hope, is that as we continue into the second season and third and beyond, that we would continue to tune our hearts to hear the voice of God, that we would allow him to be the tuning fork for us, that we would allow the story of God to be the story that shapes us, that we are not victims, but we are conquerors. We are crushed, we are perplexed, we are confused at times, but we are not abandoned and we are not destroyed and we are not beyond help and healing and peace. The second season, coming soon, we will be exploring different models for prayer. Essentially, these are going to be guided listening prayers that help you work through different things. Maybe you have an uncomfortable emotion that's come up in a particular day. We will pray through that. Maybe there's unforgiveness in your life that you want to tackle. We will lean into that. Perhaps there is a particular scenario that you need guidance in. There will be an opportunity to ask for guidance and to wonder what God has for you. Each of these episodes will be a guided listening prayer, essentially templates for prayer that you can come to and create space to listen to God, to continue to hear his voice. The third season will be leaning into something called Lectio Divina, where we will read different passages of scripture, lean into encounters with Jesus, imagine ourselves in the scene, and allow him to speak to us as if we were there. There's such power in entering in to the story and letting the story enter into us. So as we close out this first season, I have to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for lending your time and your ears and your heart. Thank you for experimenting along with me. Thank you for your text messages and your emails and your musings and your questions. I cannot wait. This is just the beginning. And so as we close, it seems only right to give the author of the story voice. And so would you pray with me now? God, we come to you and we thank you for your idea. This podcast was your idea. I could have never come up with it. God, we thank you that you love to speak to your kids. We thank you that your voice is sure and true. We thank you that it's not just audible, but more than anything, that it's sensed in our spirit, in our bodies. We thank you that sometimes your voice comes in quiet, that it's your very peace settling our minds and our hearts to be able to be still and experience a God who calms storms that are so often inside of us. And God, we ask right now that you would speak. As we come to a close in this first season, would you remind us of a time that you were with us and we did not know? Remind us of a word that you've spoken or an encouragement that you wanted us to receive that maybe we've glossed over until now. God, would you tell us who you are? What is one thing you want us to know about yourself today? Just a word, a phrase, or a picture Thank you.
saying, God, what is one thing you want me to know about me? Who do you say that I am? God, would you tell me the story that is true?